Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime, and this is Impact Wrestling Thoughts on the show for March 2nd, 2021. Now, I've been saying, I don't know about BTI uh, before the Impact. The 7 o'clock hour from 7 to 8 is supposed to be... Behind the scenes, interviews, uh, I guess where they're cutting promos, they get to uh, preview the show coming up, but also getting ready for the upcoming pay-per-view that they've got going on, Sacrifice, that is March 13th. And I don't know yet that I feel like it delivers on that part. But as far as putting interesting matches together, they have been doing that. Um, you know, we had Crazy Steven won. Um, tonight's was Cowboy James Storm against Rohit Raju, and he had Shara out there. And, of course, James Storm had Chris Saban. And this actually was an interesting match because obviously the two have completely different styles and they got together and made um, a pretty good match as far as uh, them transitioning and telling the story and, you know, figuring things out. I actually was shocked that I enjoyed it. I'm just wondering... These matches with BTI, are they going to be long-term programs? Like now, is James Storm going to take on Shira and Chris Saban take on Rahit Raju? Or they're going to be a combination of a tag team or something like that? Because if so... I don't know if I want it used like that, but to use it as, hey, we've got this hour, let's fill it with a match that we know is going to be good, but the people don't know, the fans don't know this is going to be this good, because that's kind of what they did with Storm and Raheem Raju. Um, they come out, and I thought, no. And it was. It was really, really good. And, of course, James Storm beat 
Rahit Raju. And both he and Chris Saban then were attacked with Shara and, you know, beat down. That's why I wondered, are they going to create a program out of this? But I'm interested to see what's going to happen next week. As far as me, Gina, and uh, Josh Matthews, um, I'm not sure that they deliver on the interviews or the promos or the behind the scenes stuff. So it kind of makes an interesting, what am I going to, what are they going to do now thing with uh, the whole hour. But let's get by, look, let's get to the main show. Impact Wrestling, and let's let's talk about some different things. The first match, I mean, they started off hot uh, tonight. They got the number one contenders match for the X Division Championship pretty much in the ring. Um, you know, no one was asking for a microphone. No one was cutting promos. No one was doing a whole lot of anything. They got people in the ring, and they started off hot. Uh, Black Tarus. Chris Bay, Ace Austin, triple threat. They were teammates last week. They won, so they get to be a triple threat against each other this week to see who's going to take on TJP at Sacrifice the Pay-Per-View. I thought this was an interesting matchup. I think Chris Bay and Ace Austin can have a barn burner anytime they want to, but they've got to want to. The X-Factor... And yes, I meant that pun uh, for the X Division, but was Black Tarus. I didn't know if, like, when he came out with Crazy Steve and Rosemary, my immediate thought was, is he X Division? And that got me thinking, well, kind of, what is X Division? And when I think X Division, I think the smaller, faster guys, more like middleweights or lightweights. And I don't know that Black Tarus really fits that. I don't know how much he weighs. But then when I think of X Division, I also think of high flying and more athletic, able to do the different dives, suicide dives, the moonsaults, the springboards off the second rope, all of that. And Black Tarus can. So maybe he does need to be here. But he, he showed off a lot of power in this match that I was impressed with. Um, based on his body size, I think you guessed that he had power. But I was surprised with how much power he had with Chris Bay and Ace Austin selling for him. Uh, they they did a good job of that, and they did a good job of showing off his athleticism and the different transitions. But he also needed to be outside the ring some so Bay and Austin could have it out. At the end... Chris Bay ended up knocking Black Tarus out of the ring. He went 
for the finesse on Ace Austin, but as he was running the ropes, Madman Fulton tripped him by grabbing his foot as Bay wanted to do a springboard. So, as he fell, Ace Austin covered him, got the win. Ace Austin quickly got out of the ring, and of course then Black Taroose was in the way with Rosemary and Crazy Steve, and you could see Chris Bay being very upset as Madman and Ace Austin made their escape. They then went to Mean Jean Gia Miller, and she was talking to Jazz and Jordan Grace about their number one contender spot that they won for the Knockouts Tag Team Champions. And what they thought about that, were they happy, all of that. And um, they are, but Jazz quickly said that they knew... Deanna Perrazzo had taken out ODB, which was a friend of hers, and that they thought she probably needed to pay for that. So Jazz quickly switched topics from the knockout champions, tag team champions, to Deanna Perrazzo. Well... I guess someone said, hey, go in there, because here came Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele. And they proceeded to kind of do their shtick about Jazz and and Jordan Grace. And then Jordan Grace uh, decided they, one of them, and Kira Hogan was chosen, should get in their match tonight. And I was like, what? What match? Well, then she told us that she was taking on Deanna Perrazzo for, you know, the championship title, and they could make it a triple threat. And I was thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We just had a, th- a triple threat. Did you guys not see it? We just had a triple threat. We're going to make the main event also a triple threat? And you guys are going to main event it, and you're going to be better than the guys that just win. Okay, we'll see. So then um, they went to commercial. Brian Myers came in the locker room and immediately started sucking up to his best friend, Mike Cardona. Of course, we all know that he's the guest referee tonight in Brian Myers' match against Eddie Edwards. And Matt Cardona made no bones about it as far as Brian Myers being one of his best friends and him knowing him so well. He said, I'm not falling for this. This this is craziness. He said, but I'm going to call it straight down the middle tonight. I can't call it for you. I've got to be honest and fair. Brian Myers acted like he was fairly upset about that. And, of course, he was. Because he's the most professional wrestler ever. Remember? And Mike Cardona knows him. And knows what to look for. Knows, you know, how he is. Then we get our second match of the night. 
And I'll just be real honest with you, I wasn't looking forward to it. As soon as they said who it was, I was like, oh no. Um, we got Tennille Dashwood with Caleb with a K versus Havoc. Only she didn't have Nevea with her. Because, remember, they have been having some problems. I can honestly say this is the most I've seen to deal Dashwood wrestle, I don't know when, a long while. Probably since she was on the independent circuit. And I'm being honest. Um, I have said many times over the last six months that I feel like she, they put her in tags so that she doesn't have to wrestle. But with Havoc, she, she acted like she wanted to show people that she could wrestle. I mean, if you didn't see it, she actually hit a neck breaker. She threw back elbows at Havoc, and she even tried to get uh, Havoc to go to sleep by using a sleeper on her. But as she put that sleeper on, Havoc eventually lifted her up and threw her. And, uh, yeah, Tennille Dashwood wasn't real happy about it. She had woken the sleeping giant, basically, and Havoc started her comeback as far as with pyre moves. Caleb with a K decided, hey, she's got a lot of momentum. I need to distract her. So he gets up and tries to distract Havoc, and he was successful. Havoc um, almost went after him, and Tennille hit her spotlight drop kick and quickly pinned Havoc. Of course, Caleb with a K immediately got in the ring, and no pitchers this time. Both him and Tennille start beating on Havoc. But see, we all should have known that Nevea would have been watching because she immediately came out to even things up and make sure Havoc was, you know, pretty okay. And... We're going to have to wait and see if this fixes their tag team friendship and relationship as far as, you know, getting it together to go after the knockout tag team championships. I think they've still got some work. I hope Scott Demore does not send them to therapy or anything like that. I don't want to see that. And then we get Sammy Callahan. I can't tell you guys how much I enjoyed this. It was interesting. It was original. It was pure Sammy Callahan. I want to say welcome back, Sammy Callahan. Back to being you. I understand he's a master manipulator, and that is what he was doing with Ken Shamrock, or what they wanted to portray he was doing. However, it took him out of the fight. I wonder if he was injured. But, this is the Sammy Callahan that I have missed. 
they show him and he's walking in. He's in Ohio and he's now at Trey Miguel's training center because Trey Miguel got a job as a trainer at a local um, training wrestling school and it's also where he was trained and his trainer works there. Now, we see Sammy going in and they have a wall done up of Trey Miguel pictures and different awards he's won, including Match of the Year from Impact Wrestling this past year. And he walks through, he hears some people training, hitting the mat, and he goes in and confronts two students that are sitting in a chair and proceeds to attack them. Love that he picked up one of the chairs and acted like he was going to hit the one student with it and ended up flinging it and hitting the other student in the face. It was a great throw. I loved it. Um, And then he slid in the ring and confronted Trey Miguel's trainer, who looked like he, he had a cane and the... Students that he he had been working with and talking to and stuff uh, disappeared. And Sammy confronted him and told him, you know, you must not be very proud of Trey Miguel. Wanted to know where Trey Miguel was. Of course, his trainer said it's Tuesday. He's at Impact Wrestling. Sammy comes back with... Oh, I knew there was somewhere I was supposed to be, you know, and proceeds to then attack the trainer. And I was like, oh, this is a Sammy Callahan that I have missed. Then we see Sam Beal come in. He's obviously coming in, cummed. I can't believe that I, uh, anyway... The thing is, he came in and immediately didn't know what was going on. He was looking around the room, he had his bag, he dropped it. And then he got in the ring and started to confront Sammy. Sammy pulls his old manipulation tricks where he stops him. And he said, aren't you Sam Bill? And the kid says yes. And he says, I came here to talk to you. And he said, I've got some things I want to run by you. And the kid automatically trusts him. Because like we were talking about, you know, Sammy is a master manipulator. And we get to see them leave. So interesting, so interesting. I can't wait for the two of them to meet up. Or maybe Sam Beal is just going to be his kind of replacement. I don't know. That would be interesting, too. Um, I'm going to take a break, get a drink, and I will be right back. All right, guys, let's get back at it. Now, we open up with TJP playing at Swingers Casino with Johnny Bravo as his dealer. And Ace Austin, with Madman Fulton, come in. 
and immediately start talking their normal stuff to TJP about how they're going to take his title. Love it, TJP. Not really caring. Continuing to play, still relaxed as can be. Then Chris Bay immediately comes in to yell at Ace Austin for cheating, for having Matt Van Fulton do that to him, taking away his opportunity, and he wants a match. Johnny Swinger appears and actually books that match for next week. And I was like, what? When did Johnny Swinger get to book matches? Where's Tommy Dreamer? Didn't Tommy Dreamer book matches? Where's Scott Demore? How is Tom, how is Johnny now booking matches? That's like Johnny Bravo booking a match. I mean, can anybody book a match? Because think about it. Jordan Grace added Kurt Hogan to the main event. Made it a triple threat. Against Deanna Perrazzo, with Deanna Perrazzo not knowing it, and neither did Scott Damore. So, I just find it interesting that anybody now can book a match at Impact Wrestling. Then, we get to see Eric Young and Joe During, and they... Well, I shouldn't say they. Joe During doesn't say anything. But, um, we see Diener. I wrote it in my notes, circled it, Diener, so that I don't call him Cody Diener, because I would rather call him Cody Diener. I don't know why they changed his name, but anyway, Eric Young tells Diener that he failed, and now he's got to suffer the consequences. Diener nods his head. I mean, he knows that's what he said in order to take on Jake something was that he knew that he needed to suffer the consequences. Eric Young reminds him that failure is a weakness and that it becomes a disease that takes place in his body and can take control of him and that they must get it out of him. Jodorine then takes Diener into a room this was a little intriguing to me. The lighting changed. Um, it was a dark room. And they focus more on Eric Young standing out. He can hear the beating that is taking place. They never show it. It's off camera. And then Joe Doreen walks out. Then we see Diener not looking real great. Stagger come out and Eric Young talked about him suffering more and he kind of moved him back into the room and they shut the door on him. So I don't know how long they're going to leave him in there. I think this whole violence by design thing is a little interesting even though I don't really know where they're going with it. And it feels a little WWE-like for the simple fact I don't know that they know where they're going with it. And I hope it is somewhere. Then we get 
the AEW commercial that, of course, everybody waits for every week. Um, we get to- Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone, the two Tonys. Um, Tony Khan doesn't speak that much. He turns it immediately almost over to Tony Schiavone, and he runs down the card for tomorrow night's AEW, and then they talk a little about Revolution that's coming up this Sunday, March 7th. And then when they get done showing that and Tony Schiavone says what he needs to say, Tony Khan comes back and says, Impact Wrestling is one of us. New Japan is one of us. AEW is us. And it's us versus them. And he makes the joke, you know who them is. Well, yeah. And I just find it really interesting that they are trying to stir up a war. I like how WWE is pretending that they're not playing. And here's the thing, all it does is get the fans excited and to get them to tune in and pump ratings. And I think Tony Khan knows that. And then he hypes their new signing of Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, and how he will be on tomorrow night's show, um, you know, and Tony Schiavone interrupts and says how Grateful he is that he's joined AEW and going to join him on the new AEW show, Elevation, on Monday nights. Then we get the match that they had been hyping, and I thought this would be the main event. And it's the Good Brothers with Finn Juice, David Finley and Juice Robinson. Against Triple XL and Reno Scum. Now, why they were hyping this, like I said in uh, the preview and the review of Impact Wrestling that I did on Sunday, I don't, I don't see anything in this match. This, I know what this match was. This was just a match to showcase the Good Brothers, Finn Juice, let them do their moves, um, and then cause a confrontation or controversy or whatever so that they then could make the match between the Good Brothers and Finn Juice. I know that. I just wish they would have picked a better tag teams to go up against. I can't stand Reno Scum. I hear a lot of people compliment them and say that they're really good workers and everything. I don't like their gimmicks, and you don't really get to see a lot of their wrestling style. Triple XL, I can give and take. But, you know, this was a quick match, which I was very thankful for, and it did create a con confrontation, controversy, whatever you want to talk about with the Good Brothers, uh, basically 
taking away the pin from Finn Juice. They did the Magic Killers and, of course, won the match. And we see them backstage. It, I think it's supposed to be like a locker room area. It looks like it's a meeting room. But they get in an argument. Again, the Good Brothers have to bring up that Finn Juice was young boys for them in New Japan. Well, they need to get over that. That was back 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013. Get over it. It was too long ago. There are actually fans that were toddlers when they were in New Japan. Who cares? Get with the here and now. And I like that that's basically what Finjus told them. Well, the Good Brothers don't like their attitude and said they will take them on and settle it at sacrifice for their tag team championships. They immediately walk out of this locker room and David Finley holds out his hand to Juice Robinson to do a fist bump. And they both say, we got him. Because that's what they were wanting to do all along. They wanted a chance at the tag team belts. That's the only reason why they came there. And they're just proving that the Good Brothers can't see that. Come on. The Good Brothers have been around way too long to be falling for that. Now, earlier today... I tweeted out that I thought this next one would be the match of the night. I really did. Uh, Brian Myers versus Eddie Edwards with Matt Cardona as the guest referee. Little disappointed that this match was so short. But I think they were kind of running out of time. Had to. They might, I mean, they might have did a longer match and they cut. I don't know. But... They started off the match with, of course, Brian Myers thumbing uh, Eddie Edwards in the eye. Matt Cardona didn't see it the way that Brian Myers shielded him from actually seeing that. And they immediately kind of started beating on each other, chopping each other, brawling and all that. Myers ends up choking Eddie Edwards with his boot. Then got him up, snapmared him, and... Then Eddie kind of made a little bit of a comeback, but kept selling, you know, that Brian Myers had thumbed him in the eye and everything. Eventually, Brian Myers wants this over. I couldn't see what he actually put in his elbow pad, but he loaded it up with something. As he is sliding it into his elbow uh, sleeve or elbow pad, Mike Cardona sees it. Just as he gets ready, he hits Eddie Edwards with the roster cut or clothesline, whatever you want to say. And immediately, Mike Cardona disqualifies him. And Brian Myers looks at him like, how could you? And Matt Cardona was like, I told you backstage, 
I was calling it straight down the middle. You should have known. Of course, he leaves upset. I can't wait for Brian Myers versus Matt Cardona. I hope they give him enough time, and I hope these two show up and show out and really get involved and make the match great. I really do. I think they will. Then we get to the main event of the evening. Deanna Perrazzo versus Kira Hogan versus Jordan Grace. Of course, Perrazzo comes out with her crew. Kira Hogan comes out with Tasha Steele. Jordan Grace has got jazz. Uh, I mean, it's like everybody's got their own little entourage. This match wasn't as long as I thought it would be. It was put together really nicely. And I'm really shocked. But then I got to thinking about it. And I'm used... I hate to say it, to WWE triple threat women's matches. And they're like throwaway matches that are usually held in the middle of the TV program. And they're like, uh, people want to see these three. They're popular. There's not really a storyline going in between them. But we'll throw them out there and see if we can't stir something up or get the crowd to pop or whatever. This was a totally different match. It, it, you know, they had put it together really nicely. The transitions worked out. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you Jordan Grace hitting her dive to the outside. Unbelievable. Um, I have never seen her do that. Now, a buddy of mine, I was talking to him on Twitter and he said that he had seen her do that in Impact Wrestling once before, but he had saw her do it on the indies. And I had never seen her do that. But what happened was Deanna Perrazzo and Kira Hogan ended up outside the ring. Of course, Tasha Steele wants to make sure her girl is okay. And of course, Kimberly and Susan want to make sure... Deanna Parasso doesn't get jumped. So they're all standing there getting ready to confront each other. Jazz is walking over to make sure what's going on in here. When Jordan Grace dives from the ring and takes them all out, she has unbelievable athleticism. Now, she does not have the grace. I don't know if that's the right word. But she doesn't have the grace that maybe Deanna Perrazzo does. But they're two different types of wrestlers. And so I don't really expect her to. She did an unbelievable dive. Now, they end up getting back in the ring and... Jordan Grace is getting ready to Vader bomb basically Kara Hogan. When the match, when Tasha reaches in, pulls Kara Hogan free from the Vader bomb, but pulls her outside of the ring. And then Deanna comes up behind Jordan Grace 
and rolls her up for the pin and the win. Jordan Grace, of course, is upset. And I don't blame her. But she immediately goes after Tasha Steele because that's who cost her the win. That's who stopped her Raider bomb. So she runs up the ramp to get them and, and starts brawling with them as Deanna, of course, is celebrating in the ring. However, she should have been watching her back because ODB comes from who knows where in the middle of nowhere. She comes out, I would say through the crowd, but there's not really a crowd and hits Deanna and the show ends as ODB is all over her taking care of her. Um, what did I think of the show? It's not as good as some of the others. I liked the main event. It was a different main event than the first match. And I almost hate to compare and contrast them because they were so different. And those six wrestlers are different wrestlers and different types of people. But I think each match was really good for what it was. And the comparison and contrast is interesting. The matches in between, I felt like there were more um, promo segments, vignettes, and stuff like that than there were matches. I was excited to see Tennille Dashwood actually wrestle. I don't know if that counts, though, for a good match. Um, The Brian Myers, Eddie Edwards was a little bit of a letdown. Um, The, oh, I've even forgotten. Oh, the Good Brothers and Finjuice was the other match. It was what it was. It it served its purpose to be a middle type match to get us to where we need to go with the Finjuice Good Brothers confrontation. Honestly, the best part of the middle section, and maybe it's because I like him so much. What's the Sammy Callahan segment? Like I said, it was a little bit more original. Him getting out of the ring, out of the backstage area, and actually going to Ohio. That was interesting and everything. So, Impact Wrestling trying to push some boundaries and do some things. I'm not sure, though, with their talent, they're pulling it off. No AEW pop-in. So, I wonder if people stayed. I'll I'll be interested to listen to Dave Metzler about, number one, their overall rating. But number two, the segments when he breaks them down. Because I'm willing to bet that they drew a little bit higher in the first half an hour. And after people heard the matches and what they were doing and kind of realized, hey, AEW is not showing up here tonight. Rich Swan's not here. You know, Moose isn't here. So Kenny Omega is not showing up and all of that. And then maybe they tuned in at the end to see what the confrontation was to get them to next week. But I'm I'm interested to see the ratings. I think they'll tell a story. But I don't think that it was a great overall 
two hours. But that's just my thoughts. You guys tell me your thoughts. Uh, you guys can hit me up on Twitter at Pro Overtime. That's two O's. Pro Overtime. Or you guys can always write me at Pro Wrestling OT at gmail.com. And let me know what you guys thought of this program. What did you think was the best match of the night? But anyway, I'm going to get off here, let you get back to what you were doing, and I will be talking to you guys soon, and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay.